Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watcher, episode number 237 for our 2018 year in review episode. Glad you could join us again this week on this lovely Tuesday night as you're listening to us or watching us live on Monday. I'm Corey Schrett. Mr. Brian Lee's joining me. Brian, what's going on? Hey, Corey. Happy New Year once again. Happy New Year part two. <laughs> part two. I don't know how far into the new year you can say Happy New Year. Uh, as long as you want, right? There's a limit? I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe July 1st when it's kind of more than halfway through. Well, we're officially saying goodbye to 2018 in this episode. Yeah, we uh, we didn't plan this one too well. Hey, sh- 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 no, we're fine. Yeah, we're still in the first week, so technically we can do this. Yeah. But glad you guys could all join us and make sure you head over to the website, sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher for all your sci-fi goodness. Let's get into the news. Brian, what's going on with Bandersnatch? Bandersnatch, yes, that wonderful, wonderful episode from Black Mirror that we reviewed uh, last week or so. Um, but yeah, there's this cool little article on Screen Rant here that apparently there are scenes that may never be unlocked. Um, if you don't know about Bandersnatch, it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure type of episode, and it uses Netflix's uh, interactive capability where you can pick choices like, uh, what cereal am I going to eat? What music am I going to listen to? But apparently, uh, with an interview with one of the directors here, uh, director David Slate, he says there's golden eggs that are so rare, most people will never find them. And they said that they actually shot a scene that they can't even access. And in total, there are over five hours of footage that compromise or that comprise all the scenes available on Netflix. So it says, unless someone somehow finds a way to hack into the files, some of that footage may never be hidden. Or seen. <laughs> may remain forever hidden. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Mm. Yeah. What do you think of it? Uh, I, it makes you almost want to go back and watch it again. Um, yeah, because they, they say the path to some of these are so narrow. That's why they may never get seen. Well, I saw. Like, I saw. I'm sorry. I saw an article early in the week about one the one path where you get to the one thing where he has his headphones on at the end. You hear noise. You could put that spoiling, in. Spoiling. Spoilers. It's a, yeah, whatever, guys. All right. So <laughs> you get to a path which is very difficult, and I saw how they got there, and it's you got to make sure you pick all this. I mean, we all took these paths. It's just, you have to make sure you pick the right things, the right cereal, the, you know, all that stuff. And if you pick the wrong one, it's null and void. Right. And the, the thing that bothers me is like, you get to a point where you get to a stopping point and then uh, the show takes you to credits. And if you get there, you can't backtrack. You can't do anything. You got to start all over again. And that's frustrating. Yeah. We talked about it in our episode, but. Yeah, so I guess that flow chart, I mean, there's obviously other flow charts out there too, are kind of don't really work if you, you know, it's not an A or B choice. It's like A plus B plus B plus B plus A equals this path. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, it kind of makes me want to go back. But then, you know, I mean, now the, the fact that you know that you have to do certain things to get certain places, a specific path to get certain places, there's going to be literally dozens and dozens of different ways just to try to get, you know, to that one end credit that we haven't seen before. If there is, I mean, if they had a way of fast forwarding, I would totally go through all of those choices. But the fact that you have to sit there and watch for like five, 10 minutes before a choice comes. No. Yeah. That was my turn off though. I mean, I could see the first time you see a scene that you have to like go through it, but there should have been like a, you know, second time around should be like, here's your choices. Just pick one. Now we'll jump you ahead. Yeah. That Someone would, needs to do that. Yeah. That Netflix. Would. Yeah, uh, whew, that's just 
blows my mind. I thought basically we had all somehow seen every pretty much every little choice there was, and I thought there were only pretty much like 15, 10, 15 choices. It sounds like there's a lot more out there that we don't know about. Uh, one more thing I forgot to mention. There is some QR code embedded in the episode that gets you to a Tuckersoft website. You mm-hmm. can download the in-game, the in-universe game Nosedive, which is a nod to Nosedive, Nosedive episode of Black Mirror. So Yeah, that was the article I read that said, here's the path to get to this. Mm-hmm. It was like, but that's a lot of friggin' work to figure out how to get to play a, a 1980s type of game. Hey, you got to be rewarded for your choices, man. I know. That's, that's yeah. Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping um, eventually they release like all the scenes or at least all the endings somehow. You know, Once the game, once this, this thing's pretty much run its course, just say, here you go. Here's every ending you could have gotten. Yeah. That would be nice. But it's funny that uh, in the UK, Birmingham, UK, pop-up stores are showing up for uh, this uh, episode. They're called Tucker's News Agent and Games, and they are just a geek fest for everybody that played this thing. They got Tuckersoft's section of the store. They got Black Mirror retro magazine covers in there. It's just – take a look at these pictures. It's just like an 80s Uber geek fest. So these are stores that basically Netflix or their production company rented out just to kind of – Get you to watch the show? Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I'm guessing. I mean, you've you've seen pop up stores before that just show up to advertise something or another and then disappear. That okay. is pretty cool. I love that's it. a long that's a long uh, marketing ploy there. Yeah, but they're not actually open to the public. It's just more of a display, so you can you only can see it from a distance, which kind of sucks. But I wonder where on there is like watch watch this on Netflix. I wonder if there's like some big stickers. Yeah, they probably have it. I mean, you look at all these photos; they're just showing you like the retro look of the store. There's nothing like I don't see any Netflix indicator indications anywhere in in these photos. I see Black Mirror as one of the one of the uh, magazines in the background. Yeah, but it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really tell you much. It's like, so yeah. like, watch this on Netflix. But there's got to be something somewhere. Yeah, but it is just. Kind of uber show, and I, I love the heck out of it. So we were talking about this next story you have. Uh, I think we are talking about this off the air, but this one looks kind of exciting. Yeah, so Cartoon Network is bringing a new animated series to light, and it's by the former regular show writer Owen Dennis. And I just saw this article, and I thought it was really something cool we could actually you know, possibly review in the show. So the show is called Infinity Train. And they made one episode as kind of maybe a proof of concept, maybe. And it was released sometime last year. Um, the subject of it is uh, this girl called Tulip. Um, she was originally voiced by Ashley Johnson. And you're, she's your atypical teenager. Uh, she likes complex puzzles. But they don't give you a lot of backstory. They just kind of throw you into it. She's on this train, and it's an infinity train. There's infinite number of cars and she has this green number that's like imprinted on her like electronic green number on her palm and uh she's trying to get home she's going through all the doors each door can get you into a new universe a new world um she also has this robot with her um that's kind of a snarky robot as robots are called one one so it's like a bifurcated robot where each one is a different personality. So 
Did you get a chance to watch the the video on this? I, I haven't, but I, the idea, I just love the idea behind it. Yeah, they have this one, you can, in the article, you'll get to see the one episode they created, and basically she opens the door, and it's like a corgi world. Everybody's a corgi. There's like a corgi king, and, you know, it's fun from there. It looks, it sounds like it's going to be fun, and I can't wait. I'm going to have to watch the uh, the proof of concept just to see what it's like. And uh, I really hope this takes off because it'd be something fun and different to watch instead of your live action shows we get all the time. Yeah, I'm ready. So did you watch uh, the solo movie? I did. What'd you think of it? I thought it was fun. I still think they could have picked someone that looked more like Han Solo, but it was a fun movie. Okay. I'll take your word on that. <laughs> you need to watch it. It's I do. We'll have to watch it. We'll have to watch it. Talk about it. Um. Anyway, so the uh, Industrial Light and Magic, of course, that does all the Star Wars Lucasfilm stuff. There's the, they released a video on how they actually created the Lando Calrissian Millennium Falcon, which of course looks different than the Star Wars Episode Four Falcon that you know Han Solo has. And uh, mm-hmm. I love the idea behind this. The whole idea of how they changed the ship to look different from the beginning than the ship we knew, you know, back in the you 70s. Because uh, basically they made modifications afterward is what they said or. Yeah. Basically. Well, if you look at the ship and I could figure out at first what's wrong with it, but the whole front end of the ship is in one piece. It's intact. And then of course it breaks apart. Then we get the, you know, the famous ship that we seen, you know, the Han Solo was flying around in. and of course the mm-hmm. colors, colors were different and stuff like that. And I just, I love the fact that they had to kind of, Make something new, but it also make it old at the same time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it looks longer. I think the nose is longer. Is that it is? Of- yeah, if you watch the video, because when it 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 breaks off at one point, and then it's like a point in the middle, and then the, this the intersection is like cubed off, so it's just like two like pointed sections. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it does look different though. So yeah, they made it totally different, and then. You know, obviously changes to the Han Solo one. But I love the idea of actually trying to, you know, making a prequel, trying to make something different than something we know and love from the future, basically. But not drastically different. That's that's the the part that gets hard, you know. How do yeah, you make it without pissing off the audience? Yeah, you got to explain. How do you get from point A to point B without just making some BS excuse up? Yeah. All right. We were talking about this before the show. February 5th, there's a video on demand called Crossbreed that comes out. And there's a trailer out there starring Vivica A. Fox and Daniel Baldwin. And you've seen this trailer. I know you have because we just talked about it. Um, Why, Corey, do you want to put us through this? I mean, that's what I'm going to ask. I want to know why Asylum isn't making something as amazingly awful as this. Maybe it's Asylum in disguise. (laughs) I don't know. First of all, Vivica A. Fox plays the president of the United States. No problem there. She's the leader of the country, threatened by an alien bioweapon created by in space, and it's horrible. Horribly good. Horribly horrible. It's, <laughs> I mean, the story, of course, is an original, but the the acting, the special effects, the, the action, quote unquote, is just over the top bad. Uh, I'll need to watch. I never watched the trailer, but I'll need to watch it. Please, please. All it is holy. Watch the trailer with the sound. But then again, it's video on demand, so I kind of expect it to be crap. Yeah, I'm right there. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last story. This is a science slash science fiction story. 
I thought this was a really cool story. It kind of blur it blurs the lines of sci-fi, I think. It's sci-fi sci real? I don't know. <laughs> science. It's science, yeah. But yeah, um out in Tokyo, um this group made this I guess robotic cafe. And the robotic cafe is unique because the robots are being controlled by people that are paralyzed. So these paralyzed people in uh, in their homes are actually controlling these robots. These robots can speak. They can grab and pick up things and uh, they can move objects, speak to people, handle objects. And they're all doing this from this home, from their home. Um, they're being paid a, a fee to do this. And the way it works is there's like a a screen they're looking at and where their eyeballs look is where the pointer goes. So they're basically making mouse clicks and stuff. So this is kind of a beta project. It's it's called Dawn version beta mm-hmm. is what the, the place is called. It's a little pop-up uh, cafe. It's only open for, I think it was only open for a month or something like that. Hmm. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was only open for a few weeks. Um, but the thing is, this was actually based off of an anime. It says here that um, it's designed to resemble a titular cafe from the 2008 anime Time of Eve. So it says, which is also contributing to the project. So pretty cool. This is sci-fi becoming real. Yeah, I love that. I love when stuff like this happens. And it's kind of cool that they're putting these people, they're giving them a job, they're giving them a purpose. Even though they're disabled, they can still contribute. So, kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely something. Uh, you know, definitely something that I like to see happen when you know, when science fiction becomes science fact. <laughs> right. So uh, I guess we should probably get going on to the 2018 in review. This uh, is a first for us, by the way. So we're we're dusting off. Uh, we're cobwebs here. We're in our beta testing here, and uh, let's uh, let's start off with the movie. We're, we're doing the best movie overall, which is a top three or whatever we have, of movies we've seen in the science fiction, fiction realm. That doesn't necessarily mean we've actually seen them on the podcast. It could have been something we've seen on our own. Right. All right. And what do you got for your list? Are we starting with worst or best first? Oh, you want to which, – which would you like to start with? Worst. All right, I don't have much for worst, but what, okay, what what do you have for worst? Uh, mute. Oh, I forgot about that horrible movie. Oh, yeah, mute on Netflix. That now, was such a disappointment, man. Now, now that's the one made by um, Duncan Jones, who did Moon. That's right. And my expectations were so high up there for this. I watched this film. I'm like, where's it going? Where's it going? And I'm like, mine oh, no. too. I was so excited to see this and uh it was such a letdown man it was it was the i can't get that time back no kind of movie no definitely it was i forgot about this this was so disappointing i was like so excited i'm like duncan jones was so close to me i mean we loved moon and i was like okay great this is gonna be a great film i don't know what happened to him he's kind of been slipping since then you know yeah kind of like an orson wells the first is the best and everything else is eh, so so yeah what about you? You got something? Um, well, we talked about it on the show. I would have to say that the Night Flyers movie was just not even comparing it to the short story. It was just horrible. Oh yeah, that I was mean, bad. I mean, 
I mean, you know, I mean, granted, it's from the '80s, but it's something we we watched this year. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's just hor- horrible in every respect. Okay. okay, I grant that was that was pretty hokey. Yeah, yeah. The special effects. I mean, the whole part where the there are those little pod things, and a, a crane comes out, and she like jumps off onto the ship. It's just like, oh, ah, kill me. <laughs> All right, what else? What do you got? We got anything else? Uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. Never saw that one. Yeah, that was very disappointing. It's one of the worst Cloverfields that ever garnered the Cloverfield name. Just god-awful. Now, this is a Netflix exclusive also, correct? This was another Netflix exclusive, mm-hmm. yeah. But it was it was supposed it was one of those movies that was supposed to come out in theaters and then last minute uh, Netflix grabbed it up and actually renamed it. Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry, not Netflix. Um, the company that Bad Robot, you know. Oh yeah, J.J. Abrams' property. And it was supposed to be in theaters, and then they decided at last minute to put on Netflix to get a quick buy. It actually came out um, during the Super Bowl. Remember? Mm-hmm. It came out right after the Super Bowl, like without any kind of warning or anything is like hey the cloverfield paradox it's playing you can watch it right now now is it related to the other two films in any way or just name alone it's it's got a small thing at the very end okay that kind of relates it okay but i'm not gonna say it if you didn't okay that's fine i mean i haven't seen it i really don't care but that's the way these kind of work if you watch the other two cloverfields you know they just reshoot something very small to kind of tie it in right i don't have any in terms of other films we've seen i haven't i mean there's nothing else jumping out at me is there anything else that you saw this year that was just well i was kind of uh i kind of put annihilation in there oh my god you put annihilation in there yeah <laughs> thank it you it was disappointing it, it was, was disappointing. it was well first of all we watched it we could rent it on amazon for 99 cents at the time yeah, I thought you liked it. I liked it, but I'm I'm looking at all the other films that I have listed. And I'm like, those other films were better because I, I wrote down all the films that I watched. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the other films on my list still were better than Annihilation. And yes, I, thank you. I'm sad to say it. Good, I did not like Annihilation. There you go. All right, I don't got anything. Else. Okay, well, let's do some best films. Okay, now we're talking films we've watched this year, so I'm not going to – for the first time. So my list might not have stuff that we've watched that came out this year. That's okay. On my list, I have Cloverfield Lane. Okay. I Not a great film, but I enjoyed it because, first of all, John Goodman is just awesome. That was way better than Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, Trust yeah. me. I believe it. Um, I never watched the original Cloverfield. It was kind of like, oh, okay, I don't want to watch this – uh, lost footage type of movie. So, but see, that's a good thing about these movies. You don't have to watch the previous ones, right. but if you do, you get that added nugget of, yeah. well, I like the whole idea of basically being like trapped underground and you know, what's mm-hmm. going on. I, I like that. It was, it was a fun ride and I was not disappointed. Good. Good. Okay. What do you got? I've got a quiet place. I haven't seen that one yet. I know it's probably not your traditional sci-fi, but it does have sci-fi elements. Mm. Something is killing people, and you got to be quiet or else you'll die. Um, but I have a feeling if you watch this, you might be on your list too. But Quiet Place, definitely, it shocked me. 
Um, probably the best movie for 2018 for me. I, it's up there. I haven't seen it, but I do like the idea behind um, the whole idea where you can't make any noise. It was just so tastefully done, man. Every moment of that film was exciting. I think so. it's an original film, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, what else you got? Um, you know, I don't got anything. I really, besides stuff that we reviewed, I don't have anything. Well, else. I mean, they can overlap. They can overlap. Okay. Well, if we're going to do stuff that overlaps. Um, yeah, because my next two overlap. So Okay. So we're going to do stuff that overlaps. Um, surprisingly better than I thought it would be from the trailer is Ready Player One. That's good. Uh, it it looked good anyway, but I was afraid it was going to be too much of, let's put all these 80s comments and jokes and whatever in here. And I thought it was just going to inundate it with that. We did not get that. No, it was a good film. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I mean, right away when it starts off playing Van Halen at the beginning, it's like, I'm I'm having fun. Let's rock. Perfectly good pick there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one I have is Upgrade. Oh, you Just stole one it. We- what? That I didn't was, steal it. But that was a that was one of those. I will agree with you. That was one of those ones that you're like, hey, we got to watch this. I'm like, I've never heard of this film before. And I fell in love with it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I said overlaps. I mean, this is on my other list that mm-hmm. we're going to go down. Um, How about you? Do you have any others? Uh, I liked Anon. Really? Not a great one, but I liked it. It was fun. It was different. Are we going into the uh, reviewed movies now? We will be. We will okay. be. Uh, yeah, that, so that was just fun with for me. I mean, a little bit, a little different. You know, I like the idea of basically controlling somebody's eyes. Mm-hmm. The that was way, a good film. The way sleeper people, film. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of those sleeper films. Uh, it was just a blast. And that's all I got for that part. Last one I have is uh, Prospect. Okay. Which is also one we reviewed. Mm-hmm. But I think that was a really good film. Oh, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. We talked about it as non- ad, ad nauseum, so I'm not going to go anymore. No, but no. go watch it if you haven't seen it. Okay. I think we should, I think we should go on to the, to the best and worst reviewed movies. Okay. All right. So let's go with the worst reviewed movies. Um, I already know what you're going to say. Yeah. Why do we – you know what it is. We already know. I mean, I've got one on the list that's so far up there. It's just disgusting. Uh, you go first. Come on. Okay. I'm talking about, obviously, Moontrap. Target Earth was probably the worst film we've ever seen on the show. All right. That's on my list, too. So, yeah. I mean, that is my list. I, I mean, like, you know, like, you're going to say something. What are you going to say? That's the, like... The, we've got more. Come on. Oh, yeah. I got more on my list, but that's that's the number one. Um, That's number one, yeah. God, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's like everything else, we just, we're crossing paths here. Um, Come on. This one, I can't believe you are not talking about this one. I'm trying to – I have no clue. Which one you have? What are you talking about now? Sharknado 6? <laughs> well, if we're going to do that. We're just going to go like Sharknado this – yeah, Sharknado 6. No, I said 6. It, it came out in 2018. Yeah. Oh, oh so. you're going to do that. Yeah. The, well, th- that's Sharknado though. I mean, what do you expect? It's, it's worse. It's one of the worst. Yeah, Skyfires Skyfire has to be on there. I mean, that was just – Um. In terms of also, I would put this on the list, even though it wasn't horrible. I mean, we watched it this year too. The Star Trek Beyond was not what I expected. I was expecting more. It was it, it fell flat for me. It kind of fell the way a third film always falls, though, right? Isn't the third film always you know 
blockluster. Yeah, but it was just. I expected. A I wouldn't say it would. I don't. I wouldn't make it say. I wouldn't say it was terrible. Um, if I had to watch them again, well, I think I'd watch the first one again and skip the other two. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Yeah, in terms of that, you have any more horrible movies? No, that was it. Okay, let's go with the best reviewed movies. We already talked about these, so I'm just going to list them. Yeah, Ready Player One. Bingo. Upgrade and Prospect. Bingo. Prospect is way up there to me. That's yeah. That's one of those ones you say, hey, let's watch this. I'm like, wow. This is one of those films that everyone should watch that's into science fiction, plain and simple. It is, and it's it's sad that it probably hasn't got the respect that it deserves. Right. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our best and worst TV shows overall, um, which are probably going to be the same as our reviewed ones. All right, let's go with the worst. What do you got for worst? The first. <laughs> the, the first is the worst. The first is the worst. We we say that. I think we've said it before. I, I, think, we, I think we said it when we were recording the episodes. The first is the worst, and it's it's so sad. It had so much going for it. You the, know? Be, the first episode of the first was, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be great. And then it's just, okay, it's a drama. I can handle that. Then all of a sudden, we had like three episodes of filler. Then at the end, we kind of get a little science fiction in it. Then I'm like, what's going on? Who's this guy? Where, where, where are we going with this? Yeah. And uh, it was it was a chore to watch. I will say that after the fact, it was a chore. Oh, yeah, it was. Once we got to like episode five, I think it was, is when we we're just like. <sighs> I'm like, we have to keep watching this? We have Corey, to. do we have to? We have to. Can we just stop right here? We have to. <laughs> yes, first is the worst. Um, Night Flyers is on that list for me. And I flares on that list for me. It, and I'm trying to. I'm looking at this without looking at the short story or the god awful movie. Um, the we got that five minute thing at the beginning. I'm like, oh, oh, and then we get to that point. I was just like, this is it. It felt like it was falling apart. You know, at the beginning, it's like they had a good idea, then they just didn't know where to go with it. Well, I mean, I I enjoyed that we did the novel and the movie because it kind of gave us like an idea. And we were both like scratching our heads, like there's nowhere to take this for eight or ten episodes. And they they filled it with filler, and they tried to copy other shows or something, and just didn't work. It fell flat. Mm-hmm. It definitely did. They were not smart. You thought no. they were smart? They're not smart. They they weren't. And then and the ending of it is just like what? Huh? Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping it's a one and done. I hope so. If I they're, they're doing a season two, I think we need to just uh, skip that. Yeah, we'll decline. Yeah, or just watch them all and just talk about it in one episode. I mean, that's the only way I would do. I don't think I'd try to do one episode a week. Um, I've got one more, and this one, I guess I'm putting it on my list because I never finished it. Can okay. you guess what it is? I should know this. No, what is it? Timeless. I never finished that season. I watched like one or two episodes and I was like, uh. Now, Timeless is more on my best side of the list. And I still haven't watched the the, the two-hour movie finale. Is it out? It came out in December, end of December. Oh, see? <laughs> but it, there was no advertising for it. It was just like, oh, it's out. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I should watch I it. I really shouldn't. But I mean, I, I put it on there because I wasn't impressed with what I saw. Well, so. if you give up on it, obviously it's not going to be on your best list. So I, that's totally understandable. But the um, – the one thing about it was uh, I liked the whole idea of the second season where they they had agents back in time already 
and they had already changed time and you just didn't know it yet. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was different for me. I'm glad they changed it up a little bit. I might go back and watch it. I didn't like the way they ended the second season. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like, uh, really? But th- there were some great ideas in there and, uh, it was fun. You know, the problem is though, first of all, there's not many science fiction shows on the major networks. And then they don't, they don't last. Yeah. There's not a big enough audience to, to warrant that the money that it requires. Well, that's the problem. And if you get into it, you know, you're not going to stay long with it. And then time travel on top of it's even, even fewer and far between. So I was like, that happened with Supergirl. Supergirl started on CBS. It was a, CBS puts a lot of money into their shows. They didn't get the return. So they're like, uh, CW can have it, you know? Right, right. Well, but at least they kept it around though. I mean, I got to give them that much, but yeah. I mean, think about all the shows that are science fiction that have been on regular television. They don't last long. I mean, Quantum Leap lasted five years. That's Remember Almost Human? Almost Human. <laughs> I still think about Almost Human. Um, what about the other show with uh, uh, the guy who plays uh, Bones in the movies? Oh, God. Remember that show? Was that almost that was almost human? Wasn't that was it? almost human. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's another show. <laughs> there was another show Fox did like a couple years later called Se- like Second Chance or something like that, where an old guy comes back to life as a young guy. There's I- also Nova. Remember Nova? Yes. That lasted a season. Then you got Firefly. I mean, Firefly. That's the biggest example. That's yeah. that's the primest example, and nothing else. I mean, like I said, Quantum Leap is probably the exception to the rule. How many other? I mean, Lost is science fictiony. I mean, that's but there's not much out there. That has more drama, though. Yeah, that's true. I, I want more of yeah. the space stuff or the time travel stuff or aliens stuff. But yeah, yeah I mean, really, uh, the networks. I mean, we, we watch other stuff, too. And I can't remember the names of some of these shows that were just one and done. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Jericho did a couple seasons. It's, just, it's hard to find network television shows to do it with. This one was fun for me, but yeah, okay, you can keep it on your list. All right. Worst TV show overall? Would you like my my last one? Yeah, go ahead. Doctor Who. Worst. Ooh. It's not the worst of the worst, but it's not the best either. It's it fell flat this year. I was wondering if you're gonna put that in there. I enjoyed uh Jodie Whitaker is the doctor. She yes, the first female doctor in the show was great, but the stories were average. There was yeah. no, there was no high points or no low points. They were just like right in the middle. It was there were some episodes that felt like they just rushed the ending and they still didn't have closure to them. There were a lot of episodes where we didn't really have a villain. I mean, there was literally one episode where this creature just eats energy. And yeah. all they have to do is basically fill it up and shoot it out into space. I'm like, that's not really a story. Nah. I'm like, yeah. So. I can't really say much because I didn't watch any of them. Yes. I watched the first episode and that was it. Yeah. So as much as I enjoyed her as the doctor, no. Hopefully next series will be much better. Let's move over to the best TV shows. Okay, best TV shows. Travelers. I like Travelers. Travelers is on my list. Good. Uh, Uh, Go ahead. uh, Yeah, I just, I inhaled all three seasons of that show this year. And And this was funny. I told Corey it was a great show, and then he went off and binged them all. Well, (laughs) I passed you. I know you're like, well, I didn't watch all that yet. I'm like, okay, uh, yeah. No, my wife started watching it too, and I'm like, uh, I guess I have to watch this now because I'm going to be like walking into episodes, and I don't want to. We're going to eventually review it. I just need to catch up. Yeah. I need to to rewatch them. Yeah, and I think we're going to do like season at a time. We're just going to – we're not going to do like one episode a week. We're just going to do like three episodes, one for each season. 
but they've been cranking out these the season like in record time. I like that. They Keep finished on. these like year less than a year each. So right. Um, on my list is Westworld. Okay, I've heard good things about Westworld. Westworld was fantastic. It had a rocky first season. Mm-hmm. A lot of it went a lot of places, and we're like, we don't know where all these paths are diverging, but it really solidified itself as a monumental show in season two. I can't wait for season three. I have to wait for season three, though, two years or some mm-hmm. BS. But yeah, one of the hallmark shows of 2018, bar none. Do you ever watch the movie? Yeah. Oh, you've actually seen the Peter Fonda. And that's not Peter Fonda. That's that's Future World. You actually watched the Yule Brennan? Yule Brenner and um Franklin. I can't Benjamin. Benjamin Frank not Benjamin Franklin. But, but I can't think of his name. But yeah, that that film. That's a that's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Okay, so you have I seen watched it. it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, that I that. watched it in preparation for the TV show just to just to say, hey, how did they copy? each other that's yeah. cool that's cool i mean you, yeah it's kind of nice to see what the source material is for this stuff mm-hmm. um surprisingly my expectations were not as high as i got but i the orville from seth MacFarlane show was really well done yeah i mean granted it came out at 10 2017 but we talked about it this year i was afraid it was gonna be family guy in space and they did not go down that path no that was we're pleasantly surprised Yes. I think if they can stay on the more science fiction side and less on the humor side, I enjoy it more. But when they kind of go over the top with the humor, it kind of takes me out of the show. Yeah. Makes me think of Family Guy. Yeah. I don't want that. Um, my final best show was The Expanse. Okay. I'll um, give you that. I watched that, but that was good. You watched all three seasons? I watched the first two. Okay. Season three, I would say, is not as good as the other two. Right. But it was still good enough that it, yeah, I, I put it up there, high up there on my list. Okay. That's that's it. That's all I got. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, definitely The Expanse. I'm, I'm glad they picked up The Expanse for a third season. Fourth season. Fourth season. So fourth season they picked up? Okay. Well, maybe I'm, no, let me Google it. I don't remember. Yeah, season four is one, it's coming out. Okay. Season four is the one coming out on Amazon. Good. Yeah. That's maybe. one of the shows that would have been dis- – people would have been disappointed if they uh, didn't pick it up. I mean I'm so, uh, I don't know, frustrated with sci-fi. They they go and remove the expanse and they put night flyers in its place. I mean what's what's wrong with them? Yeah. It seems like the sci-fi channel is trying to go back to the sci-fi channel of years ago where they just put low-budget crap on. They should have kept – well, but they should have kept the expanse. I don't get it. Maybe it costs too much. I mean, look at the special effects on that thing. That's uh, high-end stuff. Yeah. You never know. I mean, maybe it costs more to do the shows. Maybe the actors were going to wanted more money or something, and they just, okay, we're done with this. I don't know. They were smoking crack. All right. I guess we should talk about the reviewed stuff, best and worst reviewed TV show. All right. It's oh, easy. We're just going to pick one because we didn't review that many. All right. Well, the, the first is the worst. <laughs> First is the worst. We can make this quick. Uh huh. And the best reviewed TV show? What's yours? The Orville. Yeah, I'll say the Orville. I mean, it's it's really good. You know, season two started off a little bumpy there, but I, I think we're once we get back on track, it'll be fine. 
Yeah, we'll have more selections when we have t- our 2019 review. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the thing. We're kind of limited to what we got here. Okay, so uh, best and worst reviewed TV episode, specific episode. All right. You want to do worst or best? Let's do worst. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be something from the first, right? The first episode five. Yes. Do you remember that one? I do remember that one. That was the worst. That's just like, what are we doing here? I went back and listened to it. We talked about it, and it was like 45 minutes of the Diane storyline, all this backstory, went off of a tangent, went off the main story. We were just bored. You could have just fast-forwarded through that one. Yeah. I mean, we we basically were just like, is it over yet? Yeah. And of course, we both agree. The first, uh, the first, the best episode is uh, the season finale of season one of the Orville Mad Idol Tree. Yep. Love the science fiction. The whole idea of a planet every 11 days disappears and comes back since 700 years later. They saved the best for last. They they really did. That was a great way to end that season. Now, is there anything you're looking forward to in 2019 or you're afraid of in 2019 coming out? Uh, you know, I don't I can't think of any afraid of anything. I can't think of anything. I can't either. We'll probably talk about it on the show as it comes up. But you look <laughs> are you looking forward to anything in 2019? I'm looking forward to more expanse. Yes. <laughs> uh, probably some movies that I'm not thinking about. I guess the Star Wars movie that comes yeah. out in December. I mean, yeah, because I mean, this this should be the thing we're all looking forward to because it should end the whole Skywalker saga. The all nine episodes finally call it a day. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to more Star Trek. Yeah, a little <laughs> little little overdone on the Star Trek. I. I mean, there's I have no reason to want to buy CBS All Access. I want to see the Picard show. I'm excited about the Picard show. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be good, but the fact that, you know, Patrick Stewart's coming back to play Picard is just awesome. We need to, like, on the next year, we need to come up with some wild predictions and see if they, you know, happen. Yeah. We don't do that next year. Um, and, of course, I'm upset there's no Doctor Who in 2019. Well, you told me this Doctor Who was the best and worst. Yeah, the, the the New Year special was the best episode and the worst episode all year since there are no other episodes out there. Yeah, that's kind of a enigma there. Kind of screwed blue and tattooed. <laughs> screwed the pooch. Oh, yeah, definitely did. All right. That's all I got. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No. Uh, looking forward to just more stuff, more yeah. sci-fi. Me too. And now we got a whole new year. We can talk about everything next year on the 2019 Review episode because we're going to have a whole year's worth of stuff to talk about. That's right. Thank goodness. Oh, and if you're listening, tell us what you thought of our picks. If you had better picks, you have something to add. Please let us know that you can email us at sci-fi watcher at sayproductions.com or you can leave us a voicemail 774-32-SAY-IT, 774-32-7248. Seven seven four three two seven two nine four eight. I got to put the pauses in the right spot. You got it. You got it. Yeah, something's wrong with that one. Yeah, that's it, my friend. Uh, Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter. It's Brian Says. And as always, sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher for all your sci-fi goodness. 237 episodes in the can. Go over there, subscribe. Every Monday night we record live here at 8 p.m. Eastern, that's uh, Midnight UTC over at sayproductions.com slash YouTube. That's where you can get all our live episodes after the fact. 
join us on Wednesdays as we uh, talk about the latest Orville episodes. Thursdays, we talk about Rick and Morty as we catch up on it. Next week, we are going to watch the 1970s film Capricorn One. I'm excited about that. I don't know what Brian is. He's probably afraid. I have no idea what I'm getting into. I love that. That's the best. That is the best. Well, that's it, everybody. And until next time, hope you have a good one.